and you know they asked me to share that night and and you know i i got up there and i was looking straight at the fucking tiles and i'm just bawling my eyes out going i need help do you know what i mean like this is what's happened and and this is what my life's been like you know and 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 this is like i can't keep doing it anymore you know like i've i need help like i have nothing to live for um you know i've ruined everything i'm 35 years old you know and and i don't know what to do you know and and they all fucking cheered and they're like, I'm fucking bawling, John. You know I mean? <laughs> what the? F- why are you cheering? What? Why are these people clapping? Yeah. And then I get back to my seat, you know, and, and three people are like hugging me on the way back there and they're like, it's okay, you've, you're in the right spot, you know, you've come to the right. And I'm like, maybe I have, like, maybe, like, maybe I have found where I need to be, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and um, you know, things change from there and people come up to me after the meeting and they're like, we understand, you know, like, you, you know, you just, um, you just need some help to find yourself again and, and to, to realise that what addiction can do, do you know what I mean? Like where it can take you, the places it can take you, you know. getting there though but there. it's yeah. like it's been good because i've actually got to see a bit more of your life and i've got to get to know you a bit better which is really cool True. and also um you introduced me to na mm. and i've been going to na meetings for the last two weeks which has been really awesome it has been good it's been good it's been good to see your meetings i know it's 
good. good to be at meetings. It's good to have a newcomer. That's, yeah. that's what we like at NA. We like the newcomers. Yeah. So that's good. No, it's definitely been really good for me. And I'm really thankful that, um, yeah, that he did introduce us because I wouldn't have really known where to turn. And um, NA has been really good for me already. And I know it's been really good for you. Yeah, it has. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming up to um, three years uh, this Thursday, actually. I know. 26th of August. So. Yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. I know the last time you said your number, I was like, that's nearly another year, Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in lockdown last year as well, so it's a little bit bittersweet, but it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. You just keep moving on. Keep yeah. moving forward. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously got you on the podcast. Bear said, um, you, you know, he's like, he's got a really interesting story and be really cool. It's very, it is taboo. Um and yeah, a lot of your story involves um, kind of having a pity party, I guess, for yourself in a way, and then ending mm-hmm. up on some pretty heavy drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so tell me about, just go from the start. The floor is yours, my friend. From the start. <laughs> from the start. Let's oh, jeez, I feel it. like, all Who right. Who are you? I'll have a bit of a share. Um, what, are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, from the, I, I don't know, from the start. Um, so I grew up in a low socioeconomical area. So if, I don't know if there's people from Geelong, but I grew up in Corio. Um, I had, so my parents were both alcoholics, so they drank very heavily, um, from what I remember of it. And I just remember that they used to, um, they'd drink and then they'd fight. And then that was just a way of life for us. You know, I just remember it from a young age. Um, you know, my dad... He was um, he was a very selfish man. He would just you know he'd just drink and and do what he did. And, and I remember you know seeing him countless times on the couch. Just you know he's he's pissed himself and and he's getting yelled at. And and um, you know I just used to look at it and, and I, I don't know. I just thought that was the way of life. You know I thought that's that's what parents did and and that's how how things were. You know um, and it wasn't until. Um, until I come of sort of age of, of um, you know, getting friends and, and I suppose looking for an outlet to uh, escape how I was feeling. Like, because they used to drink and stuff all the time, um, you know, I never felt like I was I was seen or heard or, or anything like that. I just, um, you know, I didn't feel that connection with my parents. Um, you know, I understand my mum brought me into this world, but I didn't, I didn't have a connection with her, you know, and I didn't have a connection with, with my father either. Um, so when the time come that, that um, you know, I, I had friends and, and I was sort of transitioning between uh, primary school and high school, um, you know, I felt like I'd found somewhere that I belonged, um, you know, and, and in the culture that was around that day, uh, those days was, um, you know, you could drink. So I was like, okay, well, I'm 12 or 13, I can, I can have a drink now, you know. And, and um, I remember at the start, it wasn't just a drink. Like I had this... Um, extroverted side to me that um you know that that was it was yearning to get out it was just um it was really suppressed and then as soon as I had alcohol this whole beast just came out you know like I could make everybody laugh I could um you know I, I could just do anything and people would laugh at me and then I felt accepted and I felt loved and I'm like oh people will laugh at me you know that's good like I, I feel good about this um you know but but what happened was I'd, I'd drink copious amounts of, of alcohol um you know we talked about it before we got on here I would, there was a thing um like a 
I don't know if it was vanilla essence or it was a vodka essence, but you used to be able to buy it from the bottle shop and then you could make, you know, two litres of, of alcohol from this thing. And, and um, I remember mixing it with, with milk for some reason. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, it's just, I don't know, maybe it just lined my stomach or something so I could drink more. Uh, but I'd just, I'd mix it with milk and, and we'd go to these parties in, um, you know, Lara and wherever there was a party. And I just, you know, I just remember getting caught up trees and, and um, it was never a good time for me drinking, you know. It just, it just wasn't good, but I felt invincible when i drank you know and i felt accepted and 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 people you know loved me when i drank so then it was like when i didn't drink i didn't feel like i I, like i I fit it in anywhere you know so it was just like oh well i needed to drink to make friends and have friends around me and and you know my parents drank so mustn't you know must have been okay but i wasn't thinking about the effects of i'm 12 13 like you're not thinking the effects that alcohol gonna have on you you know so yeah, so that, it sort of eventuated from there. Um, and then obviously alcohol doesn't have that effect anymore. So then you're coming of the age of like 14, 15. And, and um, you know, in, in the area I was, drugs and that were, were readily available. And, and the people that I was sort of exposed to in my younger years, I'd seen a lot of drugs and stuff. And it was just at people's houses and it was normal, you know. So that was the progression into to taking drugs and... and um, you know, I remember, you know, speed was, was fine. Um, you know, that was just sort of an upper and, and um, I could handle that. And I remember when um, someone introduced me to MDMA, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. You know what I mean? Like I'd heard about these, these ackies you could take. And I'm like, fuck man, like people were losing their shit, you know? And I was really scared. <laughs> I was really scared. Like I was like, fuck man, if I take this, I'm never going to be the same. And, yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, so I, so I took it. Like, you know, I wasn't going to say no, and I, I took it, and um, you know, yeah, I did. Like, I, I, it just opened up this whole other fucking world. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, I love everything, and how good's music, and how good's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what come from that was the following day. You know, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm I'm like scattered as shit, and so then I drink more to 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 cope with that you know and and then I I started getting these coping mechanisms to to not sort of feel shit so I could take drugs and then if I was coming down I'd just drink and then it just turned into this um yeah it just turned into a cycle of this is this is what I do to to cope with what's going on you know I never once stopped to think um you know why am I doing this or why 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 do I want more and more and more um you know and you're not like so much aware of like that you're trying to numb something else it's just like well i felt good doing that so i want to feel like that again and then you're just constantly chasing that high yeah 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 exactly and then it just um like there was moments in in my life like i um i had some really supportive grandparents and and you know i'd spend time out in their um they, they lived in a trailer park. So how good is that? You go from like cryo to a trailer park. But at the time, it was it was a really... It was good for good, you, It was a good place for me to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they um, they wanted the best for me. They I felt seen when I was there and, and heard. And, and, you know, they had a lot of love for me. And they just wanted the best for me, you know. And, and I had this other whole side to me where I was just really self-destructive, you know. And, and I didn't give a shit about anybody, um, you know. And... and most of all now, when I look back at it, I didn't give a shit about myself. You know, and that's, that's, that's the thing that hurts the most is that I didn't have enough self-respect to go, um, 
or say no. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I would just give in to peer pressure. Like I would, I would want to have time off the gear, and I'd be like, nah, you know. And this is early days. This is like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. You know what I mean? I, I'd want to have time off it, and and I'd go to have some time off, and and mates would just go, nah, we're going out. Like, and I'm just like, fuck, I can't say no. Like, if I say no to these people, I'm gonna have no friends. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. then I'd think to myself, if I don't have any friends, then I'm going to be lonely and then I'm like I don't want to be lonely so I'm just going to go do drugs with these people do you know what I mean like I couldn't separate myself from having some looking for people that had my best interests in mind as well you know but I can't blame them because that's just the way it was back then it was just like you know you're you're 18, 19 you're invincible this is what we're doing yeah Um, did you ever find as well that you'd like go out thinking well I'll just have a couple drinks at least I'm there or I'll just do like few lines yeah yeah of course you're of like course. oh I'm yeah. gonna, no, I'll go out but I'll just keep calm yeah. you know I'll just be there because at least I'm there and I don't look like a pussy not going yeah but I'll you know and then by the end of the night you've like done five bags or yeah like and then three days later you lick your wounds going yeah. I'll have to get through you know another three or four days of this hell before hell. I get back to the weekend yeah, you know and yeah. yeah and then you know what happens from there is you just you cut those four days out you know, and, and um, you know, in in the mid, in my mid twenties, um, you know, I I didn't want to come down anymore. You know, yeah. I just wanted to keep going, and I I couldn't handle the come downs anymore. They were just um, I don't know, like I I just I'd done I'd done too much stuff to myself to to want to come down and think about what I'd done. You know, I'd had all this guilt and shame from early on, yeah. uh, and this victim, you know talking about it before you know feeling like a victim and and and, you know everyone's out to get me and and um you know feelings of unworthiness and and um yeah no self-respect for myself and and all that stuff and so then i was just like well i'll just keep going you know and by this time in my mid-20s um you know most of the people i was partying with and stuff they sort of started growing up you know they started stop using and they were doing pretty good at their jobs and and all this other stuff and and i just couldn't stop you know like i was just like well i'll just go find other friends that are using so then i'll just move from crowd to crowd whoever was using and and um you know in my mid-20s um you know olivia who's who's seb's mum uh, i met her and um you know she felt pregnant and i thought oh well this is, this is perfect you know she's got a son on the way i'm going to stop using and, and everything's going to be good you know i don't want to be like my father and 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 be um you know be a shit dad so i was like okay i'm going to stop but what what happened was in in my mind it put more stress on me knowing that i was going to have a child in this world um and and i'd had all these unsuppressed fe- feelings that i hadn't worked through and just covered them with drugs that i was too far gone you know what I mean like I, I I couldn't stop using um even if I wanted to like yeah. I, I remember trying to stop and and trying to dry out and and um you know something would just draw me back to it like I just I just couldn't you know it's I couldn't stop yeah it would always be like alcohol would be the gateway it'd be like yep you know I'm gonna fucking have Canadian club and whatever was easiest to drink you know and then that would move on to red wine and and cask of red wine and then that would soon move on to a bag and then it's hiding everything that you're fucking doing and and you're feeling um yeah you just feel like you're um 
Yeah, you just feel fake. I don't know. You feel like it's really sh- shameful. Like you feel really. Ash- I don't know for myself. Like I felt when I've been in those in those times in my life. Like I just feel really ashamed. I feel like I'm not showing up in my life as the person that I want to show up as. Like it's that um, uh, imposter syndrome. Like where you like you know who you want to show up as, but you're inside. You're something else because of the drugs and just like feel really ashamed like I don't know I felt really like I didn't realize that it was shame until I started doing the work on myself yeah but I think that that was the feeling that I sort of felt a lot of the time I don't know I like not having a child like I couldn't understand or put myself in your shoes but I can like imagine that it would just be yeah really hard to like want to show up as a parent and and especially because you want to show up as a parent differently to how your parents showed up or how your dad showed up and then you're like, I'm not doing that. And I'm failing so bad mm. at doing what I said I would not do. Like I was, um, I was a really good provider. Like I, um, you know, my main substance back then was, was speed. So I was very productive. Um, I, I looked the part, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was really productive and, and um, you know, at that point, it probably wasn't that, I wasn't that fried and, and, and you know, I hadn't found ice then. So it was just sort of speed and, and um you know, there was Duramine and, and um, what else was there back then? Oh, then there's Dexies and Dexies. Yeah, yeah, like just, just anything that, that had that amphetamine in it, you know, and that could keep me going for a while and I could keep, um, you know, I used to call myself a, um, a functioning addict, you know, I could, I could function. And, and I remember um, being a really good provider, but that was about all I could do. You know, that's all I could offer to the family. You know, I'd work ridiculous hours or I'd say I was working ridiculous mm-hmm. hours um, you know, and, and try and be a father when I never had a father to show me how to be a father. So it's like, how, how do I do this stuff? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd never had, he was never in my life at all. Like he was never, I never kicked the footy with him. I never, um, you know, just, there was just nothing there. There was nothing for me to, to revert back to and go, okay, well, this is, this is how it should be at this point in time, you know? Yeah. So I had to sort of make it up for myself and, and being in the mind frame that I had and, and where I'd come from and, and using copious amounts of drugs like you just you're just not there like yeah. you, you just um and I guess in a sense if you're not there like physically it's like well at least I'm providing so yeah well that's how what I used to cover it up with I'd, like yeah. you've got everything what, what fucking more do you want yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. but what they wanted was, was me yeah. do you know what I mean and and I didn't understand that I was just right. like well no that's like I am me I do what I do yeah. and, and I provide for you guys, you know. Still just in a very like kind of selfish mentality yeah. of that, like, yeah, again, going back to that victim, that kind of victim mentality. It's like, well, what more do you want? Like, I'm giving you everything. Yeah. It's like all they're crying out for is you and yeah. your attention and your... And I provided them with everything that I didn't have when I was a child. Like I would, I, you know, I'd, you know, um, any clothes you wanted, you know, I... You, you want a Range Rover? No worries, that's what you get. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you want the big house? That's what you get. You get the yeah. big house. You know, like all that stuff was provided yeah. just so I could go do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, you yeah. know. Um, it was so backwards, but at the time it made sense to me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And because I'm in addiction. Like you're in addiction, you're selfish, you're self-righteous, you're self-centered. Like that's that's the core of addiction right there is is you are number one, everybody else is irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? And, and what I've found um, is after all the stuff I've been through, um, I have to unlearn everything that I knew. Do you know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's, yeah, I don't, I suppose I don't want to skip 
right to the um, like the start of the journey either. Like I, I you know. no, 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 I don't want you to either. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's the disease of addiction. It progressively gets worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, it's not something that just stops at a certain point and goes, okay, this is the worst it's going to get. You yeah. know, it, it, it progresses. Um, and if it's untreated, it'll, it'll ruin your life, you know. Mm. Um, and tell me about that then. So how did it progress? Uh, so, um, so I fumbled through my 20s, um, you know, uh, Seb come along, which, you know, is a really important part of my life. Um, when I look back at it, it's, it's um, you know, it, it, it escalated a lot of things, but it also um, gave me a son, do you know what I mean? It gave me something to live for. It, it gave me something to be proud of. And, and you know, even though I was um, a very shit dad back then, um, I was still proud that he was my son, do you know what I mean? And, and he's grown into a beautiful boy, a beautiful man. A little man. Um, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, it does get worse. And, and, you know, so I fumbled through my 20s, um, you know, and and I'd I'd started getting this. um, So, like, I'd I'd get work uh, and then I would rot the shit out of the work. I'd find avenues to make money within where I was working. Do you know what I mean? So I was just like a really conniving bastard. Like the the manipulation had just got, it turned into this beast. Do you know what I mean? It was all about me and, and, you know, if I was working there, I was God's gift and, and, you know, I wasn't getting paid enough. So I'd find other avenues to, to get money and yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I I turned into this person that I didn't even know at the time, um, you know, and, and I was working in the, um, in the trucking industry and, and, you know, truck drivers would come in and, and, um, you know, I remember, you know, that's when I started coming on the scene in, in you know, when I was, um, it was probably late twenties, early thirties, you know, and, and, um, you know, they're saying, oh, it's fucking you know, 10,000 times better than speed. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I tried it and, um, you know, instantly like that, I was addicted. Do you know what I mean? Like everything else just went out the window. Um, you know, I, um, like, because it was such a, a massive high, there's also a massive come down. Do you know what I mean? And and um, you know, by then I'd already picked up mental health issues. So like, I was um, like I was very OCD. Mm-hmm. So I was very um, calculated in in what could be where and and all this stuff. And and then I'd also picked up. Um, bipolar mm-hmm. but looking back on it um was just because i was so up and down all the fucking time so like i would just mask it behind yeah i'm just bipolar that's why i'm in bed for fucking two weeks and flying high for three months you know it was just it was just that sort of stuff and then and then yeah ice came into um into the picture and it was a very it was known as a very dirty drug so it's like then you got even more shame do you know what i mean because you're like fuck i'm doing ice do you know what i mean like i'm 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 an ice addict yeah. and I'm driving around in a Range Rover with my son and I've got this massive head. Like, do you know what I mean? It was just like living this fantasy, but you're doing ice. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, fuck. And then then I start getting into the people that are, that are doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? So then, then you're, you're, you're using with other people that are doing ice and then it gets, it gets worse, you know. It's um, like I, I just remember... You know, leaving leaving Sebi at home a lot of times to just 
to tell him I was going to Bunnings or I was, I was going to do this because I couldn't, I couldn't have a break from it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it was something that I had to use every two to three hours. Like I could not go without it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, um, that would be expensive too. This is where you find other ways of, of paying for it. Do you know what I mean? And you start get you start meeting people that can provide you with stuff that you can sell to keep your life this secret life that I have running. You know what I mean? So I'm running to Melbourne um, every couple of nights to, to get other stuff to sell so that I can buy ice. Do you know what I mean? And and I, I could I could have easily just pulled the money out. I could have easily just pulled the money out of the bank, but. In my, but in my, I needed to get a thrill. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just in addiction, you need more of a thrill. So I'm like, if I'm doing this and I'm getting it to pay for this, like that's more of a thrill for me. So that's what I ended up doing, and and I ended up getting, um, getting in with some really shitty crowds. Do you know what I mean? Like people just real crumbs. Like and I'm I'm looking at it going. I'm dealing with these people, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm, this is me. Like, I just couldn't see it at the time, you know? So I kept, I kept doing that and, and it got, like, it got, it got really bad. And, and um, I remember, like, in my early 30s, I had um, my first go at rehab. So I went to the Geelong Clinic, um, you know, and I did, uh, it was supposed to be a two-week stay. Um, so, uh, like, I stayed for 10 days. Um, but I was leaving all the time. Like I had my car there, so I never really took it seriously. So I was just driving around, doing whatever, mm-hmm. trying to get clean. But I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I ended up leaving there, and and to celebrate, I went out and got drunk. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh well, I'm not using drugs. Like yeah. it's, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'll, get, I'll go get drunk, and I didn't know the difference back then. Yes. And then that just led me straight back into back to into using it. Again. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, it's it was just a vicious cycle. You know what I mean? And and um, you know, Olivia's like. You know, if you use one more time, that's it. This is, you know, it's all over. We're going to leave, and and you know that happened for a couple of years, and and um, you know I got to uh, the age of thirty-five, yeah. I think it was. Um, you know, and I tried everything to stop using. You know, I I tried. Um, you know, I was actually going to church for a bit, and I tried to get into church and and to find God, and and that He would show me the way, and. I suppose how I got into that was um, Sebi was going to a Catholic school and, and um, you know, he was going through his communion and, and um, everything else that they do and I wanted to be really supportive of him. So I'm doing, you know, I'm doing church classes um, after work high. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm going to these classes high just as like, it was like a, um, a cry for help. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just like... It, but no one could see, like I wouldn't let anyone in enough to, to know what was going on, you know, and, and I was doing all these these things to try and stop using, like I, I um, you know, I would I would hide my gear or I would throw it out and, and you know, I, I remember once I um, I dug a hole at work and put it in a hole at work and said I'm never going to use again, you know what I mean, and, and you can bet two days later I'm digging that hole up, getting it out, you know what I mean, to, to, to use again, I just couldn't yeah. stop. Um, you know, and there's all these cries for help and people trying to help me and, and I suppose letting them help me for a little bit until the urge was too much for me to go back and fucking use, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's just like gain people's trust slowly and then as soon as they trust you again, I'm using, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and telling them I'm not, you know, so, so there's this whole, um, this whole life of, of, of lies, you know, built, built on lies and, and, and things that, um, that I wasn't, you know, the true me that that wasn't me do you yeah. know what I mean like it was like this persona that I'd put on for the so many years and yeah. 
and I grew tired of it, you know, and, and um, you know, I'd had a few, I suppose a few, you know, cry for helps, trying to kill myself or telling people I was going to kill myself, you know, and, and um, you know, I was, I was 30, 35 and, and um, you know, I'd, I'd had a couple of really good jobs and lost them because of drugs and moved on to the next one and didn't really change much and, and um, you know, the last one I was at, they really cottoned on to me, like, towards the end. And, and you know, there was there was a situation at the end where um, they knew I was using. So um, they sort of gave me some time off work. They, they didn't come directly at me. It had another avenue that it, that it come at me. But they gave me some time off work. And, and, you know, because they gave me time off work, I I used even more and more and more and, and ended up crashing the, the work car. Um, you know, and I was being really erratic and, and I'd come home and I was fixing it in the shed at like, you know, two in the morning and, and Olivia's like, what the fuck are you doing, do you know what I mean? Like, have a look at, have a fucking look at yourself, do you know what I mean? Like, and trying to, I remember one morning she got up and, and ransacked the car and she was just looking for the gear, do you know what I mean? And I was just yeah. telling her, no, I've got, I'm not using, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all in your head, do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're losing your shit, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's yeah. just so manipulative. She was just so desperate. Yeah, and and you know, I'd caused her so much, um, so much pain and and mental health issues herself. You know, just by saying that, she, just by being that person to say, no, nah, it's all in your head. You know, it's all in your head. You're, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, I'm making her think that she was. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'd do that to everybody. Like, I'd just turn it on them. You know yeah. what I mean? And that that was that was part of of the addiction was just to turn it on someone else. So then I didn't I didn't have to think about it. You know, but, um, you know, all these things were, were coming down on me at this point in time, you know. Um, you know, she'd taken Sebi to her parents' house because um, I was just being so erratic, you know, and I wasn't admitting what I was doing and, and you know, she wanted me to get help and I'm like, well, what do I need help for? Like, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong, you yeah. know. And, you know, staying out, um, doing runs to Melbourne and, and coming back and hanging out with some really shady motherfuckers and... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and not coming home for days and, and when I do come home telling her that I'd been at work and, you know, like there was something inside me that broke. Um, you know, it's just like I can't I can't keep doing this, you know. And um so yeah, I crashed the work car and, and trying to fix it and um yeah, she was she was gone with Sevy and, and they weren't coming back and um you know, I got a phone call from work and they're like, Oh, like we need you to go do a drug test and I'm like don't you guys have to give me like a couple of days notice or something because I was just going to water it out and, and I would have been able to get through a piss test, you know, and they're like, no, you have to do it now. And I'm like, my head just fucking yeah, went, fucking do you know what I mean? I'm off. just like, that. I'm just like, Paranoid. I'm done. Like, yeah. this is this is it, you know. So I went in there and I'm bawling, you know what I mean? I'm, cr- I'm crying, going, this is it. Like, this is, you know, I'm, I've been caught, you know. Um, yeah. And at the time, I thought it was the worst thing in the world, you know. I was like, fuck, like, What's my life going to look like? I'm, you know, I'm never going to get another job because they've caught me using, and you know, my wife's left, and my son's never going to have anything to do with me. And and um, I did the drug test and obviously failed. And, you know, things to me, life just felt like it was coming down on me. You know, what I mean, it yeah. felt like I had nowhere to go. Um, you know, everyone knew what was going on, and and all they needed was for me to admit it. You know, and and I came back. Um, after all that, and, and I sat Olivia down and her mum, and I said, look, um, you know, I've been, I've been using, um, you know, it's it's nothing new to you guys, and, and um, 
you know, I just want to admit that that's what I was doing. And I said, look, the only the only way I can see a way out of this is if is if I kill myself and you guys get like the the life insurance. Oh my Do you know what God. I mean? Like that's that's my that's that's oh my main. That's that's where my thinking is at that time. Do you know what I mean? It's like this is this is it. This is how it's going to go down. Do you know what I mean? Not thinking, Seb's not going to have a father. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm sitting there telling these people to their face. Yeah, you know? and they'd had enough. They went, yep, yeah, that's that's what you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like they've just had enough. Just, like, yeah. and I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, they're like, well, you know, if that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and um. And then you're almost like offended because you're like, what? You actually agree with me? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you agreeing that I should kill myself? But like, you're just like, it's still just a pity party. Yeah, but they're a big pity party. Like they've just fucking they're fed up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've, they've had enough, and yeah. and I'm I'm just this fucking person that's ruining people's lives and and you know not admitting to it and and causing all this grief and and thinking that i'm the victim do you know what i mean like it's it's at the time when i think back i just think how fucked my thinking was you know Mm. so so i left there and and um you know i'd hit a lot of gear at home um you know and and by this time olivia had got onto my brother and you know she's like you know there's some really erratic shit going on here and we yeah. need to search the house and, and try and find his gear and, and, and help him, do you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and so I got back there and, you know, I'm balling and told them I'm going to kill myself and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to, you know, I need to um, get on and, and forget about all this. And, and so I went to where it was and it wasn't there. Like, it was gone. And I'm like, fuck, they've, they've found it, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and for an addict that can't find his it's not gear good. at that point in time... Um, you know, it's not good. No. You know what I mean? It's just like, fuck, like, what, what are you going to do? I'm not going to come down. Like, I can't, I can't come down from this. You know, yeah. I've, I've lost my job. Um, you know, I've, my family's gone. Everything's gone. You know, the only thing I had that I thought I had left was, was the gear, you know. And so I had, um, I had a lot of, um, like, Seracule and, and Valium and that on me because I, I would, you know, I was bipolar, like, they'll give me whatever I wanted, you know? So I, um, like I decided then and then that, that I was going to kill myself. You know what I mean? It was like, this is it. This is, you know, the gear's gone. Everyone knows, um, you know, people would just be better off if I wasn't here. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the way it has to be. And so I took all that. I took it, I took enough to, to kill myself, you know, for, for good. Like it wasn't just a cry for help. It was like, yeah, this is it. You know, it was, People say that, you know, when you're ready to go like that, like everything just becomes really clear, like a, like a clarity. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what has to happen, you know. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And, and um, you know, I don't know if if I reached out to Olivia or if she reached out to me just before, um, like I went unconscious. But, like, we're her parents. They sort of live just around the corner. So, um, so like, I, got, I was in the bath when I did it, yeah. fully fully clothed in the bath like um taking all these these pills you know and, and you know the, the the selfish person i am i've left them all next to the bath and fucking you know made a big fucking scene of it and yeah you know, i mean like this is what i'm doing and and um you know i ended up getting out of the bath and and laying in sebastian in the bed you know and and just just mm-hmm I will be. Yeah, it's okay. <coughs> you have to get the emotion out, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I'm, I'm ringing wet, 
overdosing in his bed. You know, I mean, like, that's where my life got to. Um, you know, that's where addiction takes someone. You know, what I mean, um, you know, it doesn't matter about the good times or how fun it was. Um, you know, if if you're an addict, that's where it's going to take you. You know, what I mean, that's that's the place that I'll always remember drugs you know what I mean is is me lying in my son's bed waiting for someone to come and help me because I've decided I want to die um and taking enough stuff for that to happen you know and and luckily enough they rocked up um just as I was getting unconscious and they rang the the ambulance and um you know I just remember her dad just slapped me going you fucking idiot like, what are you doing you know um so yeah I went unconscious and then three days later I woke up in um uh, in ICU, so at the at the hospital, and I remember waking up and I was nude, um, you know, and I had a catheter, and I'm like, it didn't fucking work, you know what I mean? Like I'm fucking still here, um, you know. And I woke up and my brother's there, and I'm like, fuck, look, it didn't work, you know what I mean? Like what the fuck am I gonna do now? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, what am I gonna do? Look, everyone knows what's going on, um, you know. I've I've just put on this big fucking parade of killing myself, you know, and and, and I have to wake up to it. You know, I, mean, I have to I have to face up to it. You know, I have to to go. Oh fuck, um, you know. Fuck. <laughs> like so, I just remember waking up and and Chris is like, he's crying. You know, what I mean, like every time I do this stuff, he's crying, and I'm like, what? Why are you crying for? He goes, because I fucking love you. Like, don't you see that? And I'm like, nah. Like I don't. When, when you don't love yourself, like you can't see that anybody else could ever have any feelings for you, you know. Yeah. Um, like I know it now yeah. <laughs> that I've been in recovery, um, but at the time I was just so selfish. I was just like, no, mate. Like I shouldn't be here. Like this, you know. It's this. I, I can't come back from this, mate. Like how do I come back from this? He's like, you just need help. And I'm like, no, mate. So I was getting. Um, I'll get ready for me to be discharged from, from the ICU and um, they gave me back my medication that I had left and I started taking it again. Like, I started trying to kill myself in hospital, you know what I mean, like, again. So they're like, okay, well, we'll have to take you over to the Swanson Centre because, you know, you're not, you're not fit to go back into society, you know what I mean? Like, you, you really need some help. And, and um, you know, when I got over there, I was, they'd, they'd sort of chained me to the, to the wheelchair and... Um, so I'm over there and, and I meet this, this nurse as soon as I get in there, you know, and, and one of the nurses is like yelling at me, going, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to kill yourself? And then there was this other nurse and she was really empathetic with me and she's like, no, no, leave him alone. Leave him. I'll, I'll deal with him, you know, and, and, and um, you know, she she talked to me really calmly and, and she said, look, we'll get you a room and, and you know, we'll, we'll get you through whatever's going on. Everything will be okay, you know, and I'm like, it's a bit weird that this lady wants to be really nice to me, you know, after yeah. all this stuff. And cut a long story short, you know, she was she was a group member. Like she was a No. Yeah. I was thinking that when you said yeah. she was really empathetic. Yeah, so <laughs> So it's obviously anonymous, but she's she's got a lot of a lot of time up this lady, you know, and, and I didn't know it at the time and I didn't know too much about NA either. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was my first That was my looking back, that's my first seed into NA, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're getting dropped off into the Swanson Centre. Um, you know, you've, you've done all this bad stuff. You want help. Um, 
you know, and, and you and you're greeted by a nurse with a fucking shitload of clean time. Do you know what I mean? And and, and I'm like I didn't know at the time. I'm just you know, this this person that doesn't want help or whatever. And yeah. So I stayed at the Swanson Centre for I think it was like five or six days and, and um they're like, Okay, well we can release you again, you know, and and I had nothing then. I'm just like, What the fuck am I gonna do, you know? And um and then Olivia's like, well, you need to go to, you know, you need to go to a meeting. You need to get DNA. And I'm like, okay. So I went to the first meeting. It was a Wednesday night. Um, you know, walked in and, and um, you know, I was, I don't know, I wasn't looking for recovery, you know. I was just looking for, okay, well. Um, You've got nothing. Yeah, I've got nothing. nothing like, Yeah, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to have to go here. Like, I've, it, yeah. what, what my destiny, I thought, was hasn't occurred. So, like, I'm going to have to try something else, you know. And, mm. And I got in there and all these people, like, because, um, well, you know what it's like for newcomers, people want to know you and know shit. And, and I'm like, why does any of these people want anything to do with me? You know what I mean? Like, I've, do they know what I've just done or do they know who I am, you know? And, and you know, they asked me to share that night and, and you know, I, I got up there and I was looking straight at the fucking tiles and I'm just bawling my eyes out going, I need help. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what's happened and... And this is what my life's been like, you know, and, and, and this is, like, I can't keep doing it anymore, you know, like, I, I've, I need help, like, I have nothing to live for, um, you know, I've ruined everything, yeah. I'm 35 years old, you know, and, and I don't know what to do, you know, and, and they all fucking cheered and they're like, I'm fucking <laughs> bawling, <do> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what the, f- why are you cheering, what why are these people clapping? Yeah. And then I get back to my seat, you know, and, and three people are like hugging me on the way back there and they're like, it's okay, you've, you're in the right spot, you know, oh. you've come to the right... And I'm like, maybe I have, like maybe... Like, what is happening? Maybe I have found where I need to yeah. be, you know? And, yeah. and um, you know, things change from there and people come up to me after the meeting and they're like, we understand, you know, like, yeah. you, you know, you just, um, you just need some help to find yourself again and, and to, to realise that what addiction can do do you know what I mean like where it can take you the places it can take you you know and what I've learned from then is you know sitting in the rooms and hearing other people's stories is that they're exactly the same yeah. as me do you know what I mean like they've been to the exact same depths that I've been to you know that not wanting to use knowing that it's the worst thing that you could do for yourself but doing it anyway mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because you because you're so conditioned to it yeah. you know what I mean and you don't want to deal with what has happened you know, you don't want to deal with the past and you don't want to, um, you don't want to try and make any difference, you know, no. like you're helpless, but, yeah. but getting there and, and, you know, getting into meetings and, and, you know, I, I was attending regular meetings then, but at the start I didn't listen, you know, I, um, I thought I could do it my way and, and, you know, um, because my ego was just so, so, so fucking big. Like yeah. it was, I didn't know it at the time. Like, and I, they used to call me the peacock because I'd walk in there and I'd be like, no, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're just like the Don again. Yeah. You're like back to like, yeah. Yeah, like, and I'd go in there and I'd power share on how it's, you know, how fucking good recovery is and, and this is what you need to do. And I was 30 days clean, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I just, this massive ego and I, uh, <laughs> um, like people would laugh about it all the time and, <laughs> I share about it all the time too, so people are like, so I don't forget about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I could just see you just being like, such an arrogant freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, all I that's all I'd known for yeah. like so many years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just um, 
Like it was just this front. Mm. And the only way to, um, to make change or for anything to change was to do things completely different. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and the same old stuff wasn't working and, and I'd brought that same old stuff into recovery with me, you know. I'd, I'd um, you know, I was getting divorced and, you know, I was by myself and, and um, I was getting clean and, and I was feeling good, do you know what I mean? And, and um, like, I thought that was fucking life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, well, I feel good, everything's going to be fucking sweet, sweet, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I know from recovery is that's the pink cloud, do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. Um, when people come out of the depths of addiction feeling the worst the lowest of low and these people just want to bring you back to life and they make you feel good you know what i mean it's um you think that um you don't have to do any work yeah these people can do the work for me they can bring you through this and i really like it's probably different because you say like you took your ego in there with you but like i've left my ego so far out i was about to talk about that i was about to talk about you walking in like i literally left my ego my ego was like And that's what you got to respect. You got to respect that it is bigger than you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, as addicts, we're powerless over what we do for addiction. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we yeah. try and stop, it's not going to happen. No. We need something that um, is more powerful than us yeah. that can help us. Do you know what I mean? And we need to let that in. Yeah. And that might be, at the start, that might be meetings for you. Or yeah. it might be, um, you know, you might find your higher power really quickly, or it might be another member. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we yeah. get along really well. Yeah. And that might keep you clean. Do you know, yeah. There's so many things that it can do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's, there's just, um, but you just got to find that flow, like when you're yeah. in it, and you just got to, you just got to continue on in the path that you want to go in. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think having met you and hearing your story, and even tonight, like hearing it and seeing you get emotional, because I was like, I'm gonna see someone like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like I was, I'm gonna cry because, like, I can, like, I can just feel that, like, how painful that time felt for you, and like, that's obviously something that was so huge. That's like you, you say you like take yourself back to that time because, like, that's where it's gonna take you if yeah. you use again, you know. And I think for me, it's like I, I see that because, I, like I've said, I'm, so, I'm a very like empathetic person, and to have met people in recovery and to have sat and just I love I actually love just listening um to people's stories because like that in itself for me is enough to make me be like I want what they what they're writing like yeah. I want that I yeah. want life in recovery I don't want life in addiction like and just listening to people talk about their lowest of lows and then their highest of highs and listening to people who've lost their children got their children back and all of those things like for me just gives me so much hope and I'm like but I've always Mel actually said to me she goes like you are a lot stronger than you think because I always think to myself like thank god I never touched like heroin or ice because like I would that would have been like that would have been it for me yeah, like, yeah, I would have yeah. been very similarly to like how you slowly declined like that would be the same and she goes you've got to remember you're so much stronger because you've still always had that in you to like not go there because you know that that would be that would be like that's just a yet yeah I mean, it's a yet, yeah, it's, it's a yet. If, if you go yeah. back yeah then it's alcohol will soon not become enough coke's and then it'll be enough. yeah and then it's coke's not enough and then it's like oh well some, something it's, traumatic will happen in your life and you're yeah. like heroin sounds like a good idea yeah, let's exactly. do that and let's it would do. it would take something really traumatic like 
being the next thing. And the disease of addiction is waiting for that stuff to happen too. You know what I mean? It's waiting yeah. for that gateway to go, okay, well, you're grieving now. This is a perfect opportunity yeah. for me to step in and go, let's drink. And mm. because you are, like, when you're, especially with grief, because you are so subdued in a sense, like your emotional well-being is not in a good state, so it's like you're a lot more uh, susceptible to give in to something like that because you're just be like, give me something to take the pain away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you... Yeah, That's what I was yeah, yeah, yeah. But in time, you can learn to, um, you know, I've learned a lot about myself in um, through doing the steps. So when you start to learn more about yourself and at the reason as to why you make those choices, mm-hmm. you can get to a point where you can sit with that stuff. Like you can sit with grief and all this other yeah. stuff that comes along because you know it's just a feeling and yeah. it can't hurt you. Do you know what I mean? And and. Um, and it's good to feel it I know like for myself because before coming to NA I was doing a lot of like research and stuff and um, like one of the things was like having to sit in your uncomfortable emotions and feel the feelings because they're not like you can numb the feeling Yeah, I, I was I was kind of like I was trying there was days where I was just just I've got to like stop drinking stop drinking so if I drank then it would lead to me wanting to do coke and then like I was just like back where I was like 10 years ago yeah everything that I left the UK to escape um and yeah like but I can't escape myself so it's just always going to find me if I don't do something about it so I was consciously trying to like okay, I've got to feel these feelings because everyone said you've got to feel the feelings but go through the feelings can't go around the feelings and I, I kind of like consciously was always trying to just feel the feelings but you don't want to because they feel ugly <laughs> yeah exactly and why would you want to when you can just drink and yeah, fucking do copious amounts it, of coke and not feeling it's so much worse in the come down because then you feel all the feelings tenfold yeah but then your problem is using that's your problem yeah so you got to deal with that problem you, first before exactly. you can deal with any other fucking yeah. problem and now i'm finally like i actually feel just like happy and good and like i'm not i'm like when I feel sad, I like feel sad and I allow myself to feel sad. Yep. I'm tired, I'm tired. Like I can recognize more what I'm feeling rather than letting it be this catastrophic, like, oh my gosh, like my life is over feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The feeling of doom. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it's, and, and the feelings of unworthiness and, yeah. um, you know, um, unloved and, and all the other stuff that comes with it is mm. purely from just you abusing yourself with yeah. drugs and alcohol yeah. do you know what I mean abusing yeah. your mind and your feelings and, and um, you know and, and as you know now yeah. um, you know all the feelings come back and you yeah. can deal with them yes. one day at a time do yes. you know what I mean you, yes. you can deal with whatever comes up today yeah. um, today you know yeah. so um, going back um, to NA for you Mr <laughs> small ego yes <laughs> It got deflated. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what happened and like how did that, like how did you, when did you actually surrender to like like not wanting to try and do it in your own way? Like yeah. what? So my clean date is the 26th of August. Um, I got into recovery in June. Yeah. Um, so I got into recovery and... Um, so you were clean from August. So I was clean from June. So I had 66 oh. days up in recovery, but all I was doing was attending meetings okay. and thinking that I was this um, superior being that had found NA mm-hmm. 
uh, and and was telling everyone how to do NA, you know. And, right. <laughs> and after sixty six days, um, you know, all the feelings of guilt and shame and and everything were too much. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't dealt with anything. Um, you know, I thought it was a big party, and and um, you know, I was living in a, a caravan park at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's where my recovery started was was living in a caravan park and. And um, I just couldn't cope with the feelings anymore. I couldn't cope with my head and, and I didn't have anyone to reach out to and, and to ring or to talk about what was going on, you know, because I just, I didn't get anybody's numbers. and you thought that you were better than Yeah, I thought I was better than I don't need to ask people for help, you know. Um, and so that night, um, you know, I drank uh, and I drank to the point where, um, you know, I wanted to kill myself again. So I'd just come back straight away. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it, it didn't have to be ice this time. Yeah. It was just drinking. Just drinking. So whatever, whatever mind-altering substance got into my body, it, just made, you it made me drink copious amounts yeah. to the point where I wanted to kill myself again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, um, this needs to stop. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm 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 lucky that um, I was doing a day program at the time, so it was called Dayhab. So I didn't go back to rehab um, because. I wanted to do it a different way. You know, I mean, I'd done rehab and it didn't work and, and it, it probably did work. I just didn't work it. Um, so I was doing day hab and, and I went back in the next day and I said, look, I've, I've drank and, and, and um, you know, I really need help. Um, you know, so I went to um, I went to a meeting that night and, and spoke about it and shared on it. And, and um, from that night, I started listening and doing everything that was suggested mostly um (laughs) as we've talked about (laughs) but i just started doing the program you know uh, and things started changing you know um like i got uh, i got i got the courage up to to um get a sponsor um you know and and which would be a hard thing to do it is you know it is and and um at the time i thought my sponsor was very intimidating um you know but he was very much like me like he had tattoos um you know he he, um i don't know he had this he they say get a sponsor that you can see like he's got the recovery you want i mean like he's got something you want you know and and i saw this dude and i'm like yeah that's but i'd never had the guts to ask him you know and i was this cocky bastard and i thought he would never accept, you know, and, and, and I asked him and he said, yep, he said, are you serious about it? Take 24 hours and then come back to me if you want me to be your sponsor, yeah. you know, and I said, yeah, I'm definitely serious about it. This is where I'm at. And, yeah. and um, so, yeah, I, I picked up him as my sponsor, um, you know, and I was going to meetings and I was actively listening and not um, just wanting to talk, you know, I was a really um, obnoxious person at meetings and I'd be really loud and talking over people when they're sharing and, so I changed everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, it wasn't good, you know. It no. was, it wasn't good, um, you know. But it's something I had to go through to learn. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that self-centered person doesn't care. Do you no, know what I mean? all about them, and no, that's, that's that's what I had to break down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and it took took me and my sponsor, you know, a long time to break those barriers down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and for a lot of members to go, you know you're being very rude yeah. do you know what I mean and, and it's it's good of people at NA that they'll tell you how it is you know they'll call a spade a spade and yeah. and um you know I'm lucky enough to um have read a couple of books and stuff on ego and started to really understand what ego was about you know and and it's um everybody has it you know it, it is a human condition but it's um it, it doesn't serve a purpose 
in a spiritual program. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, um, you know, we're all about humility and, and keeping an open mind and, and being selfless and, and all the things that an ego isn't, you know. And, and supporting other people as well, which I guess is like when you're talking over somebody or like not respecting that person's time, which is like something I, I notice like they read in, at the beginning where they say, you know, respect when somebody else is talking and we don't share while they're sharing and like yeah i think that that's also ego because yeah you've got to actually think about somebody else and think about their time and this is their time to share and like yeah kind of take that from them as well yeah so that yeah that would be yeah quite quite interesting when it comes to the ego because yeah. the ego just wants to do what the ego wants yeah. to do yeah yeah 100 100 100 of the time the ego wants to do what it wants to do you yeah. know and, yeah. and it, it um for me it got me into a lot of trouble you know yeah. and 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 when i look at back at my life it was very egotistic you know yeah. i mean it was it was that was probably my main thing that i needed to to work on yeah. um you know I'd, I'd stopped i didn't have the desire to use anymore um you know and i thought that's where it stopped you know i thought okay well i don't want to use drugs anymore i'm cured that's just the start. Yeah. Do you know I mean, that's the, you fixed that that's problem. That's the one layer. That's the one layer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, so now I fucking have a life problem. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I have, yeah. I have all these, these bad habits that I've picked up along the way, mm. or we call them defects of character, you know, all these um, things that I've picked up along the way that have protected me while I was using. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. like my ego protected me because like it would allow me to continue continue to use and not give a fuck about anybody no. do you know what i mean like yeah. it that's that's the disease right supported there supported that like yeah. in a sense yeah supported your desire to just not give a fuck yeah yeah so then i've taken that into the rooms yeah and wondering why i'm not getting anywhere yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like well why is it working for other people that have got 30 and 60 days up it's not working for me and yeah. you know my sponsor put it pretty bluntly he's like it's because you you're you're operating on ego mm. do you know what i mean and, and you can't let anything in it's mm. not letting anything into your mind for you to change do you know what i mean it's it's um it's it's too strong and, and and you know you'll see it when people when new members come in the rooms and they've got it um you know and and there's other people that come in and, and they're really wounded do you know what yeah. i mean and you've got to love them a different way yeah do you know what i mean you've yeah. got to show them yeah. compassion and, and all this other stuff that they've never been shown but for me people had to tell me bluntly people um, had to bring you down yeah that i was being arrogant yeah. that i was being you know operating on ego and then i could work on those things oh. then i could look at it and and it's hard when you have to look at yourself yeah. and change yeah. do you know what i mean and and it is hard it's really hard and i think that's why a lot of people don't do it because it's hard it's hard work to face yourself and to face look at yourself in the mirror and be like you're the fucking problem yeah like everything in your life that is wrong is wrong it's not because of what happened to you it's because of you yeah like you're the fucking problem here because you every day every minute is an opportunity to choose different and it's up to us to choose different and it's hard it's hard to rewire the brain it's hard to get help it's hard to um feel like i say feel those ugly feelings it's fucking hard and that's why so many people won't do it because it's just like the minute that you know something feels ugly we tend to turn away from it so yeah it's like would deal with it in coping mechanisms and addiction it's like yeah or i'll know. deal with it tomorrow and then oh, tomorrow never comes tomorrow never comes no. just for today mate just for today mate. just for today here <laughs> we go today. there she is there she is no i really love just for today yeah. um one of my friends got in the car um yeah. the other day and yeah actually two of my friends now i've had um two of my mates get in the car because i've got me um my welcome tag yeah. in the car 
Glad to hear you got two mates. That's bloody, hey. that's awesome. Glad to hear you got two mates. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, um, I, yeah, well, two of my friends, um, both, just the first thing they've gone to is like they've just grabbed it and gone, oh, I really like that just for today. And I was like, do you know what? That's been a thing probably that I love is because it's there in front of me every day. I get car and I just remember like just for today. And not just for today of like not drinking or not turning to alcohol, but just for today, like just focus on today, Karen. Yeah. Like that's something I've struggled with my whole life is not being able to focus on today. I get in my head about the future and fantasize about the things that where my life's going to be. And then when I don't get them, I'm hard on myself. I'm super hard on myself. So it's like I'm con- consciously now just trying to live for today. And it, honestly, in like the two weeks that I've been doing that, I just feel so much peace. Yeah, yeah. I just have so much peace in my life, which is for the first time in a long time. Um, yeah, just actually being present in my life. I was going to say, day. present. Yeah. Present, present just for today. Just you for know? today. If you're, if you're not living in today, yeah. you know, the, the past is... Um, is depression and, and yeah. the future's anxiety you know yeah. that's that's where it comes from that's completely yeah. where it stems from you know I, and i love that because it's yeah like this covid lockdown for me since being since starting going to na meetings this has been my first lockdown where i haven't drank um and the first night i was quite anxious like i was fine i was fine i was like i'm really at peace with this and then all of a sudden i was just really anxious and i was like no like that's just because that's your old coping mechanism that's what your body's used to so we're not going to do that this time we're going to do something different and um yeah just even getting through that kind of uncomfortable feeling and that anxiety i was like no i'm good and i just feel like this lockdown for me is just more about being in every day even if it's boring as fuck like just trying to stay. Yeah, well, just trying to stay prison. But, but you're starting to think of things that you can do yeah. in lockdown. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're not thinking that the only thing you can do in lockdown is drink and get yeah. go to oblivion. Yeah, you're thinking of things, ways to inspire yourself yeah. whilst you're in lockdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you don't have your main um, work, so you can't really do yeah. that. Yeah. So you're looking for other avenues just in that day, how to cope. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And to inspire yourself, yeah. and that that's all. That's, that's all you can really do. Yeah. yeah, and you can't do that when you're affected by drugs or alcohol, well, or if you... And I wouldn't be present in looking at anything like nature stick around me either, because, and I love nature, so I've always really loved nature, but like when I'm, when I'm abusing substance, it's like the, the only thing I'm thinking about is like, where, which way am I going to the bottle line? and getting home to have my first drink yeah. which sometimes didn't even make it home yeah so or in between that year how shit do i feel right how now? shit do yeah. i feel yeah. or yeah so it's always just something i was always focused my brain's just not focused on anything that my eyes can see it's just focused on the next thing and like even when i was training clients sometimes i was like i can't wait to fucking get home and have a beer yeah like and that's all i'm thinking about for like five six hours training people I'm a fucking personal trainer. I'm training people. All I can think about is getting over and having a beer. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. Not, now you have the freedom to train people and train people. Train people and train. And I'm fucking, it's been so good. I've loved it. I'm fully booked. I've got two fucking sessions. <laughs> fucking great. I'm just like, what the fuck's happening? But what is happening? What is happening? I'm actually like living my life. Exactly. You're um, living. You're not slowly dying or I trying to kill yourself no, by I'm, taking all these other shit. Yeah, you know? I'm actually living and not um, just surviving. Yeah. I'm and you know there is, there is some people out there that um, 
that can do the balance. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll use it as, okay, I'm just doing it socially or it's, um, it doesn't affect their lives, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. and big up to those people. But there's a lot of people out there that it's a problem for them, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and they don't know how to stop it, you know. But I suppose us being on the other side, there is hope, do you know what I mean? There is hope if, if you want it, um, you know, there, and there is, there is other ways to... Um, to have fun, do you yes. know what I mean? Like it's it's not just an outlet that oh, I've got a drink to have fun. Do you yes. know what I mean? There's, you know, when you drink copious amounts, you know, you forget how to laugh, or you think that that is that yeah. is the way yeah. to laugh. To be fun. Yeah, to be fun. Do you know what I mean? And to survive, and it's it's not. You know. It's interesting because when you were talking at the start, um, and you said you started drinking because you're like you had this, um, you know, this kind of extroverted self side of you that um you know you just wanted to get out and then like drinking was that for you and like meeting you like I would just you're you you are that person now totally without alcohol and like ego removed obviously we're also gonna have ego we're also gonna like let our ego like come into our lives in some ways but it's like I like I said to you that I was like you're really funny like you're just funny and you can do that now without being drunk so you still you have that acceptance but it's like you're accepting yourself and you're just like you're not thinking about I'm doing this to be funny so that I make people laugh and they accept me like you're just doing you but like yeah you can do that and you can be a bit silly and you can be a bit out there without having to use alcohol to do it and the thing that's like, when I was sober the first time, I really struggled with it because I didn't know myself without alcohol at that, at that point. And I remember like my brother said to me like, he goes, you're really boring now. And it really cut me because I was like, no, I'm fucking not. Yeah, yeah. And then I was almost like on the like on the defense because I was like, I'm not fucking boring. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, like, I, hadn't, I didn't know myself without alcohol. So I was in his mind boring because... I just didn't know how to have fun anymore without yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Whereas, like, I I learned how to have fun. I learned how to enjoy life. But, yeah, going back into it and then just obliterating myself for two years, my brain was not functioning properly. And so even coming out this time again, I felt that same feeling of, like, I feel a lot more at peace. I'm a lot more at peace with myself. But even, like, being around people and, like, going into meetings I've been really quiet because I'm like who am I here without my crutch so it's like learning how to how to be your fun self yeah without it yeah yeah, yeah. and you know what NA will teach you is how to find yourself again do you know what I mean there's yeah. a difference between um you know just being sober and and being sober and not learning anything about yeah. yourself but I suppose what I found in NA is, you know, you have to dive so deep into yourself and you have to realise who you are again. And you also find out uh, through working the steps, you find out answers to the questions that have never been, you know, answered before. You know, these, these deep, deep questions about why you do this stuff and, and who you are and what you want to be and, and, and what that inner person looks like, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's many different inner, inner beings that we have. You know, you've got the little child that, um, you know, that'll, that'll come out sometimes and that's the person you have to nurture. And then there's, yeah. there's all this other stuff that comes out, you know. And I suppose when you're, just, um, when you're just being sober or trying to be sober, you, you don't really work on those things. No. You know, the only thing you work on is I'm not drinking. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that's probably where you do get a little bit boring because that's all you're concentrating on is, yeah. okay, today I'm not going to drink. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, well, are you going to try and help someone today else today? Or, are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get, get out of yourself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Like, anyway, it's not about me. Um. <laughs> well, so, sort of is. Uh, it always comes back to you, Karen. Yeah, like, <laughs> We no. always knew we were going to end up here. No, it's not it. Thank you so much for just sharing all of that and for <laughs> just being, yeah, so available. And, like, I think it's really cool because not many guys will talk about their situation or their journey. And I really want to reach more men. Um, and one thing that I was, yeah, really taken by, actually, in NA um, was the amount of guys that were there because I kind of convinced myself that men didn't want help. Um, men, you know, would just be men and would always, um, I guess every other relationship that I've had in my life has always been really toxic and really, um, destructive. And yeah, I just had this belief that there was just no men in the world who like wanted to work on themselves. Yeah. And I think walking into NA and seeing just the amount of guys, like of all ages, um, women as well but i really think like the percentage of guys that are there is yeah big. yeah there is a there big. is a lot of men there is a lot of men in there yeah um, and so that really like just restored a little bit of faith in me in in the fact that there are people out there to not be so narrow-minded that was a wake-up call for me too just to not be so narrow-minded in the sense that it's only women who want to work on themselves um there's a lot of men who are working on themselves and so yeah thank you so much for sharing um, I guess, yeah. What's life like for Wilsey now? Ah, uh, um, you know, I've met, I've met a lot of um, a lot of good people uh, in NA. You know, um, like I've met my tribe, I've met my people. You know, and and we do have a lot of fun um, in in recovery. You know, um, you know, I've had to to leave my old life behind and and. And that's fine with me, you know. At the start, it was a little bit of a struggle, um, you know, as you'd know, trying to find yourself and 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 who, and what situations and stuff you can put yourself in, you know. And and what a, what my life looks like these days is, you know, I um, you know, I get up in the morning, um, you know, I've got routines that I go through um, to ensure that I'm I'm thinking about recovery during the day, you know, um, you know, there's there's stuff to read in the mornings and. And stuff to really set your day up and and that's what i do you know my life i suppose these days is is not rigidly routine but it, it is a lot of um things that keep me in good stead you know and, and if i don't do those things um you know i tend to i tend to get off course a little bit and my head will start running and and um you know the old the old thoughts and stuff will come back in so there is things that i can that i do uh, on a daily basis that that keeps me in check you know and and when um meetings are face to face I, I do regular meetings um you know and and i suppose where i'm at in my recovery now is given back to the program so the program's given me a lot you know it's given me the life that i have today you know it's given me um understanding of who i am and and um you know a lot of people have spent a lot of time on me to help me you know so i suppose my um my part in the program now is to, is is really just to get to give back and and to try and help others that are struggling and and that might need someone to talk to you know and and to be that ear or that person to 
to try and inspire them to make them see that that there is a different way to live you know that, that it's not just all doom and gloom and this is what we're this is our lot in life and we're going to be you know we're going to be this way forever so yeah, yeah so I, I i spend a lot of time with the newcomers so people that are new to the rooms i'll, I'll make sure that they're comfortable and and you know that that um that they're they're seen you know um because a lot of people um as much as they don't want to they want to just sort of come in the rooms and and hide and and, and, and not you know um but i know so i have enough experience in the program to know how it works and and the people that um have the best chances are the ones that um can be loved back to life and and to to start finding themselves and to find their own voice and and to um you know no one wants to come into a meeting for the first time and feel uncomfortable you know you're not going to come back you know um so it's all about making them feel comfortable um you know that's part of part of the journey you know, I, I sponsor now, which is which is a big thing for me. You know, I never thought I'd, I was so fucked up. I thought I'd never get into a position where I could sponsor other people. Yeah. Um, but my chair, my opportunity come up, you know, and, and, and I'd completed the 12, 12 steps and I'd had a, I've worked enough on the things that I needed to work on for my sponsor to go, yeah, you know, it's probably time you, you gave back and started sponsoring, you know. Yeah. And so I do that, um, you know, and I've, I've got... Um, I got a couple of sponsees and and one of them's doing you know he's doing really well and mm-hmm. and you know it's um I don't know it's it's really rewarding in a in a weird sense that um this person's doing well um you know and and you're part of their journey you know like you've you've had a part of that you know and I never understood that from my sponsor because he's like oh you know you you might get gold from us catching up but I, but I get yeah, I get, I get even more, and I never got yeah. it. I'm just like, fuck off, man! Like you're, you know, putting time into me, listening to my shit, and you're getting more than I'm getting out yeah. of it. Like I don't yeah. understand that, but he's watching you change. He's watching me grow. He's do you know what I mean? Like, grow. yeah, yeah. So and he's cool. he's given me that space for me to grow, you know. And I understand that now. And I guess you said like, and you said it the other night. It's like that, and I, you really felt like the people there loved you back to life, mm. and that's probably the feeling is like loving somebody back to life and genuinely like wanting them to get better and wanting them to do well and then actually seeing them loved back to life yeah yeah and it's not you know it's not the type of love where um you're really obsessive over them wanting no, to do well i mean it's just a matter of just showing genuine. them who they are do you know what i mean genuine. yeah genuine love like unconditional love yeah. you know and i never knew that um, just for mankind yeah it's like just wanting someone to be well again yeah and like and then seeing them find their feet and yeah. And um, you know them getting their their glow back and and the color back in their eyes, you know, and and um, hoping that that you know that, that they'll continue on their journey, you know, and um, you know that's a big part of my recovery now is is to to give back like that and and to do service, you know, I um, you know I secretaried a meeting for for two years where that's where you have to be there, open up and get it all ready, and and that was a Sunday morning meeting and. You know, I did that for a couple of years. Um, you know, I found some really good mates um, in recovery and, and, you know, one really, um, <laughs> really special soulmate that I found in recovery, you know. And, and him and I, like, me, me and Handsome, like, um, you know, we're like brothers, but, but yeah. I never knew that he existed, you know. And, and to find him in recovery and, and um, it just added the next level to my recovery like we we have very very similar interests and we're, we're very similar people and and um you know he came along um 
you know, when I needed it the most, you know, and, and, and he's been in recovery a year longer than I have. And we danced around each other for the first year and, you know, because we're very similar people and that's what yeah. happens when, when, you yeah. meet, when you meet someone similar to you. Like, yeah. he's pretty cool, but I'm fucking cooler, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but we, we came to the same page and, and um, you know, he... Eventually he, you couldn't hide it from each other. No, we anymore. couldn't, you know. The, the love was too strong, <laughs> was too strong. And, and, you know, we, we caught each other's eye across the room and, uh, you know... It's, it's a true it. love story. And that was it. It's a true love story. Um, <laughs> he handsome's the one. <laughs> he, is, he is the one for me. Um, you know, uh, I'm off the market with handsome. So, um, but, uh, you know, all jokes aside, he, um, you know, he's got me through some, through some shit, you know, and, and, and I've done the same for him, you know. Um, yeah. And we do that for each other on a daily basis. You know, yeah. we check in on each other and, 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 you know, they always say you find that that person in the rooms, you know, and, and look, as far as fun goes, you know, um, you know, I don't think there's much more fun that you can have than, than he, he and I do, um, when we're together, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something I've never had in my life, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you have to work on or, you know, you have to be given more than the other person. It's, yeah. it's a very mutual, um, understanding and, and, you know, we, um, you know, we ride choppers and, and build choppers and yeah. and do all this other stuff that um, you wouldn't think that somebody in recovery would do. You know, yeah. you think they're just... Um, stiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah stiff. <laughs> or you can't do that in recovery. Like, yeah. well, yeah. that's the thing. You can do whatever you, you want. You, you know what I mean? The only can. thing you can't do is use, yes. you know, and yeah. and try and, and um, help others, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we do. And, and we get other people into what we're doing and, mm. and they can see that, that there's this whole other side to recovery, you know what I mean? It's not just, yeah, you're not just stiff and you don't just have to conform to um, to these things. Because you you're know? really cool, like, you guys are cool dudes. Like, yeah, like, you're not, you know, I think stereotypically most people would look at you and just think, oh, tattered, like, rides choppers, must be... Cokehead. Must be a cokehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, yeah, both of you in recovery. Yeah. Um, and still doing those fun things and still, like grabbing life by the balls a little bit yeah yeah sometimes by too much by each other's balls yeah yeah, yeah. of course he's got, he's got a good set of balls um <laughs> that'd probably be just as handsome as he is i'm telling you that is, uh i had this little comb over that'd be fucking sweet but um yeah no it's it's good you know and and um and you and um you and sebi have a great relationship now as we well. do you know and that that um that's something that I never thought I'd have, you know, I thought uh, after everything that I'd done and, and to the depths that I'd taken him and, and what he'd been put through that I was a write-off to him, you know, and, and God bless him. Um, just take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's always a tough topic, Sebi. Um, you know, he's he's allowed me to grow uh, and become my true authentic self you know and what that's done for him is allowed him to come out and and be his true self you know and and um i've as i said before like i've got enough consistency that that he can understand that there's change um you know he comes to he comes to meetings with me and and he's done that from um day dot you know um i had to fight at the start for him to come to meetings you know because it's just like oh well why would you want your happy son around fucking all these drug addicts you know and people are naive and and what happens with bringing your children to recovery is that if they ever get into trouble um they've got a place to go you know what i mean like he's he'll grow up in in recovery and yeah. and um you know if his time comes where 
but he gets off the beaten track he knows where to go you yeah. know and and it's and all knows that there's a safe place for exactly him as well. exactly probably a lot of safe places yeah. yeah yeah and he knows people in there and people know him and and you know for me it's just more of a chance for him to get it you know yeah. um i'm naive if i think that there's not going to be dramas in the years to come yeah. you know um but i'll tackle them as they come and yeah. as far as our relationship it's it's never been better you know and and um you know he doesn't get yelled at or get left alone or you know feels like i'm not present um you know he gets everything he gets all his needs met and and you know i can only thank na for that you know it's it's if i was left to my own devices then none of this stuff would be in my life you know it would be all gone um i really love that um that guy, I don't know who it was, one of the guys who spoke said, you know, when there's kids running around and, you know, some people might be like, oh, kids making noise. Like, if the kids are there, that means that their parents are in recovery. Exactly. And, yeah. like, that's such, like, that was, I was like, wow, yeah, that's so true. Because, yeah, like, someone's talking, he's like, just talk louder. Yeah. You know, if the kids are too noisy, just talk louder. Because if the kids are here, it means their parents are here, which means their parents are trying to do the right thing and get it, get into recovery and be sober for their children as well. And I was like, yeah, it's just like it's such a whole like circle of yeah. life going on. And, you know, the mother you speak of, you know, she tried for years to get clean and I've seen her her journey, you know. Um, and, you know, if she was put off by not allowed to have her children there, you know, she she'd be dead. Yeah. Like, she'd, she'd be gone. Like, she'd be... Yeah, so it's a beautiful thing that, that we can accept that there's going to be kids there sometimes, you yeah. know. Not everybody accepts it, but, um, you know, if, if you're doing recovery right... Um, you know, it's it's you'll you'll accept it for what it is and know yeah. that somebody else is getting more benefit out of it than you're getting not benefit out of yeah. it, you know. So yeah. yeah, it's um that's little Stewie that was, was talking. He's um yeah, he's Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> he is he is pretty funny. Um yeah, and you find funny people in the rooms, you know, people yeah. that can make light of what's going on and and get the message across differently and, and um yeah, it's I don't know. I can't speak highly enough of, yeah. of NA. Um you know, it's not a cult. Um, it's no. definitely not a cult that um, that we try and draw people in, and it's not full of, um, you know, old junkies that um, would would sit on a park bench. You know, it's it's it actually is quite surprising when you come to a meeting and you see all the different variety of people there, and and um, you know, and, and I suppose it's the different variety of people that are mingling together and talking. Like it's not something you see every day, and we all have the the same goal in mind is to just. Um, to get recovery you know to to arrest this um disease of addiction and then we can you know start getting on with life and and what we need to do to start healing and and to get through what we haven't dealt with in the past you know and, and continue on and and to have a safe space for people to feel that they can talk about anything yeah. um you know and, and nothing's off topic no, you know? no. it's um you can talk about anything there and and you know if 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 I can't help you, there's going to be someone else I can point you towards in the room. They'll go, oh, yeah, they've been through that. You just talk to that person over there, you know. It's, um, and that's the whole part of the sharing is, like, actually knowing what people have gone through. Um, and, yeah, like, everyone everyone has – it's all it's, – it, it is. We're all very – it's just very similar, you know, like lots of similarities and stories and what people have gone through. And um, I think, yeah, you just – you listen to people and you're like, yes, 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 like – you know, it might it might be a little bit of each person's story feel like that's that's me that's happened to me like mm. so it's yeah it's just being able to um, realize that you're not alone like mm. that's what it is it's not a cult like 
yeah it's it's very much just a place where you can feel that there's no judgment because you just feel like you're not alone yeah and you're not unique you know and it's not that um you know all these awful things have only ever happened to you in your life you know there's other people you can share that pain with and 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 you know they might be a little bit further along the the journey than you are so yeah. then you just ask them how did you get there you how know with, there? with what with what's happened in your life yeah. how did you get this long clean yeah. without using do you know yeah, what i mean and yeah. then you'll get to that point and then there'll be another yeah. newcomer Somebody and just keep in. bringing them along yeah. you know and and, yeah, yeah. and that's how it works um it. you know and and you know you've you've got an amazing story um <laughs> you know and and you're going to help a lot of people along the way do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and just stick at it. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, yeah, it's, as we've talked about, it's a, it's a weird experience to have to go through it all, to share it with someone else, to get them through it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I yeah. wish, um, you know, I, I certainly wish that I had a normal life and didn't have to go through it all to, to share my experience, but I'm very privileged to do so, yeah. to live through it yeah. and to know that, you know, maybe a little bit of my help or a little bit of what happened to me might get someone else through you know what I mean like yeah. it's just yeah it's yeah. it's um it is it's a real conundrum mm. yeah yeah life yeah life it's funny though when you say normal because I'm like if you'd had a normal life you'd probably be like I wish I'd had a more interesting life <laughs> like we always yeah I don't know yeah, I, I don't We've been through some shit. So Literally, I, I know. I know. Yeah. I, was, I say that. I'm like, yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> you know, recovery doesn't doesn't stop life from happening. You know, no. it is still life on life yeah. terms, and and a, it undoes a lot of addicts. You know, um, they come into recovery and and they think you know they'll stop using and and yeah. life's going to be amazing. You know, it's going to be no. Yeah, um, no, you can't. Yeah, you're right. Like you can't stop life. No. But at the same, but at the same time, you can, you can cope with, with it yeah, better. Yeah, 100%. So you can deal with it better. You can reach out. You can lean on someone. Yep. You can have a sponsor. You can, you know, there's other ways. You're still going to be going through that thing, but it's like there's other ways to approach it other than just trying to numb it out. 100. Yeah. percent You can actually deal with life. You know, you deal can you life. can live in life, and and as you talked about before, you can be present, and you know, there's nothing more rewarding than than being present. You know especially when you're an addict and you've lived so far in the past and the future. So, yeah. Thank you. That's all right. Far out. <laughs> That's good. I feel like, I'm, yeah, it's, um, it's a fucking journey. It is, man. It is, um, it is a yeah, journey. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful I met you. I'm so proud of you. Um, even though I haven't even actually known you that long, I'm really just proud of you, like hearing your story and like, yeah, I know it's it's an everyday thing, um, but yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah, and you know that's an, that's another thing with um, when you find the rooms and stuff, you know, because you've been through trauma and I've been through trauma, mm. we connect on a different level. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't have to spend like six just, to like, twelve months on. Life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's, this is where we connect on the pain yeah. level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to break down six to twelve months of bullshit. You it's don't just have to wear a mask. you get vulnerable like that, mm. and that's where it sits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's where it needs to be because vulnerability in the, the day is strength. You it know, is. not not a lot of people say that. So, yes. all right. Thank you. No what worries. a great note to um, end on. Yeah.
Thank you so much. Yeah, it's all right, Karen. And um, if you guys want to find... Well, I don't know if you want to be found, but... <laughs> I'm out there, don't worry. He's out there. So if you want to find Wilksy, he is on Instagram um, at Wilks, And I am on Instagram at Miss Karen Taylor. And yeah, um, I'm going to keep sharing about my own journey. And um, I'm heading towards my... I'm halfway now, so heading towards my 30 days because I want to get a red tag. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so excited. Tag hole. Tag hole. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, you are. Sorry, yeah, you shouldn't no. talk about it on here, though. Oh, okay. Jesus <laughs> oh it's all things to do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah. if that's all, if that's like, yeah, if I'm addicted to getting tags now, then I'll That's take, a good problem I'll to have, though. That. That's I'll a good that. problem to have. Yeah. Um, so, yes, look out for um, my red tag for my 30 days. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>